Hi, everyone, and welcome to Viva La Flora Live Podcast, where we bring you the art and business of flowers. Stay tuned. Hey guys, welcome to episode number 22. Today's guest is Corinne Heck from Details Flowers. As we sit here and chat with Corinne, I hope you sit here and listen to this episode. It is wonderful. I really enjoyed my time with her. And I do want to say this before you even start listening to this, right? You know, for those of you who listen to my podcast, you already know I don't sit here and just promote companies, brands, this, that, the other. I only talk about the things that I use. I only talk about the things that I can stand behind. I only talk about the things or promote the things that I have personally experienced. On that note, I am personally a Details Flower software user. I started uh, I signed up in December of last year, finally finished my setup, well, finished as in started my setup in March when COVID hit and I had time in my hands um, and set it up within literally two days and started using this product. And it's amazing. Oh my God. I don't even know how many times I can say this. And I, I think I've said this to every friend that I have. It elevated my game so much. I mean, my proposals look clean, crisp, professional, to the point. All my details of my contracts are in there. And in addition to all of these things, it is so beautiful. Oh my God. I don't have to create another separate vision board and color board and this and that. It's all encompassed under this one software and it's so easy to use. You create your recipes, you save your recipes. Oh my God. I can literally just go on and on about this. The thing I can tell you is listening to this episode, make sure you reach out to Details Flowers. If you already haven't and you're not using Details Flowers, just reach out, chat with, I think I talked to Samantha, you know, I don't know which one of the girls you'll chat with, but they'll be happy to sit there and do a nice little demo for you. I believe that she's offering a free um, trial. I think it's like a free uh, one-week trial, which is more than enough for you to literally test out every single detail that there is in the software to make that decision. That being said, I'm going to stop talking and we're going to launch into this episode. All right. Hi, Corinne. Hi. How are you doing? Fantastic. Welcome to Viva La Flora Life podcast. I'm so excited that we get to sit and chat at last. Yeah. Right? Yes. Yeah. Three years ago, four years ago, awesome. we decided. Yeah, we've been we've been planning this a long time, both you and I. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, welcome. Thank so you. let's Let's dive in. Let's tell the listeners who you are just a little bit for those who don't know who you are. You know, I bet there are only a few, if that, but you know, you never know. Oh, I feel like I've, it's always so hard to talk about yourself. Um, okay. Well, my name is Corrine Heck and I am the founder and CEO of Details Flowers Software. And I started the software um, five years ago to fulfill a need that I saw in the industry. I had previously been an event designer, planner, um, and florist in central Florida and just missed out on so many components of the business. Just the proposals weren't hitting the right marks and 
decided that we needed to really start focusing on the software. So uh, that's what we are doing now. We offer it to florists all over the United States and Canada, but we're really kind of paving the way and listening to what the needs are to create like a really dynamic, useful tool to help everyday floral designers do more work, do it, do it better and sell it. So that's, that's what is pretty much all I do day and night is eat, dream and sleep details flowers. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. I have to say I am, I have your software. I signed up in December and at the time when I signed up, I'm like, all right, this is fantastic. I'm going to start using it from January. Mind you, I didn't do weddings for three years leading up to it. And that was by design. It wasn't like, you know, life was so terrible. No, it was by design. I focused on business side of things and education and other things. So finally, I'm like, you know what? I have to do this right. And I've searched and researched all bunch of softwares, you know, in making the decision. And it really came down to picking between curate and details. And, you know, for me personally, and I ended up with details. It's because I've asked a couple of people who use details and like, okay, so, and curate and, you know, getting all the feedback and everything from, you know, all of that. I'm like, you know what? Details is the way to go. So, so I did sign up in December and I did not touch it until (laughs) COVID happened. Oh, you know, we find have physical time. (laughs) Like they just don't do like the little steps to get involved or they're like so fearful, but it's really once you jump in, it's very, very easy to get going. So COVID was actually a time that we found a lot of people that did that same exploratory research. Mm. And um, we're so happy that you have partnered with us because obviously it's been a dream of mine to make this happen for florists. And when they see that it's actually a florist with years of experience that has done this job and it's beautiful on all those aspects. Like we are in the business of pretty and, you know, mm-hmm. you have to be able to make those things sell. So I feel like that's our strong point and Oh, absolutely. And you, you, you mentioned something earlier, uh, like, you know, as, as you started talking about it, you know, when I signed up in December and everybody that I talked to said, okay, so there's a learning curve, there's a setup curve. And of course, with any, any software, it, it is, it yeah. is slow, right. I'm like, okay. And that was the part that kind of held me back to even touch it before COVID happened. I'm like, finally, I have time. It literally took me a day. That's it. Yeah, I was shocked how less of a work it was. I sort of made it in my head that this was going to be such a big setup kind of thing. But I'm coming from a dental perspective where it took me a year to finish setting up our dental software. You know what yeah. I mean? So I'm like, okay, how long is this going to take? It was so simple. And I think the approach I've taken is rather than setting all my templates, all my events and all of these things from the get-go, every single event I have, I just built on that. And it was amazing. It it felt seamless. I love it. And you said we're in the business of pretty. Oh, it's gorgeous. Oh, it's like, it's so pretty. Oh my God. I literally made my first, you know, first contract and I emailed it to my husband. I'm like, click that link. You need to look at that. And he's like, oh, oh, wow. Fancy. Oh my God. Like, I'm like scared to like do anything with this. It's just so pretty. So yes, I, I would say actually for those who are sort of hesitating. Yeah. But 
for those who are hesitating, who were in the same boat I was in December when they signed up or even when they're debating signing up, yes, it's going to take a little bit of time, but it is so well worth it. I kid you not. It's and every single event that I'm doing, things are becoming simpler and easier. I know how to navigate through this. And honestly, I can do a proposal in like 20 minutes. It's, yeah. And it's I mean, the, all the work that is done for that entire Right. For the entire year. And so, you know, it was a lot of going back and forth between clients, like all those times they made changes and I was constantly having to recalculate what should I charge? And it was like, I just need this to happen um, by a click of a button or a change of one thing. And like, it was like, voila. But that's when, um, when I did a lot of research, there was nothing available and I just kept waiting for someone to do it. And I just could right. not let the thought escape my, my mind every day. I was sitting here thinking like, as I'm making this every single proposal I would send out and it would take weeks sometimes to send out proposals to people. Cause I mm-hmm. would make that I want to sit, do the math, think about this because I wanted to make sure that any kind of, however I was painting the picture when I was doing that sale, it needed to match in the numbers and the product. And sometimes mm-hmm. I would sell a vision that I completely underpriced. And I realized that that is just a backwards way of look, looking at it. So yeah, it was a culmination of a lot. I'm glad you're loving that. I, I really, I really am. And I am, I'm not saying this because I'm interviewing you or, and in a way, I'm happy that actually initially we didn't actually interview because I wasn't even using the software at the time, you know, and now I can actually confidently say this, that it made a big difference. And every single client I've sent, and again, I mean, I just started doing weddings COVID happened. I'm like, oh, that's great. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, in a way, it all worked out beautifully together, honestly. Uh, but every single person that I've sent my contract to, right, with details, they literally reach back out the first words that every single person writes, wow, I love the vision and this is so beautiful. That That's the yeah. beginning of it all. And I'm like, yep, nailed it. Thanks. <laughs> Oh, love it. You know, I have to say that we definitely know who our client is and who the florists who are drawn to us, why they love it, because we know how to speak to their bride because we've done it hundreds and hundreds of times. So when I look at these contracts that look all very basic, I'm like, that's not what is going to sell it. They want to take this beautiful document to show everyone and their family and their friends. And the florist is the person that is bringing this entire wedding to life. And Mm -hmm. I just, I truly believe in that. And so I think that that is uber important and, um, but making those, those things take time. So it's nice that you can do it in a few clicks and they think you spent Mm -hmm. hours on it. It's kind of like the woman who throws the flower on her face and she had ordered all the takeout, like making it look like she slaved so hard in the kitchen. Like our <laughs> florists to make it seem like it took them like not a lot of time, like make him look like you worked. For oh, that. yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah, I, I, I like I said, I love it. And honestly, like my front page, uh, if it doesn't read a feel of the wedding, it just doesn't make sense to me. Like I, if I have a wedding in a winery, like I already kind of found a few images that I love that I want to use. Like it's barrels with the winery in the background and it's this beautiful scenery. So that's part of the feel of that wedding, right? I don't plaster all flowers everywhere. You know, like I had a bike in Paris in next to this 
brick wall with some pink flowers next to it. But that was the feeling that she was going for. And like, those are the touches, you know, that when you put in there, it doesn't, it doesn't all have to be flowers. You can put all kinds of inspirational images in there. And as long as it actually fits within that overall feel of the wedding, done. You know, with just a few flowers here and there, and yeah, we're done. I mean, it's just oh my god, it it made it so easy, so easy. Love it. Um, my shocking moment was when I put the contract into it. You know, uploaded the, all my terms, my contract. Um, I love, by the way, that you actually have the preset. You know, preset versions of the contracts and the agreements in there. Um, initially, ten years ago, I had nothing you know, and now I have all this elaborate contract when I, then when I actually, you know, put mine into it, it's 17 pages long. <laughs> well, you know, it's, I'm like, you have learned a lot of, over the years and you know, that comes from right? experience. So, um, it's daunting. Uh, we'll have to find a way to make those follow, smaller font size soon, uh, just for you. Oh, it's Okay. <laughs> Oh, no, no. no. It, oh, it doesn't bother me. But you know what it is? I told, I was telling my husband, I'm like, okay, so look at this for me for a minute. Cause, you know, let's face it, English is not my forte. You know, it's not my first language or the second or the third. You know, I'm like, hey, can you proofread everything? He's, he's my English aficionado and he writes really well. So he's reading all of this. I'm like, so what can I cut down? And he's like, nothing. I'm like, okay, <laughs> well, we're just going to go with that. But yeah. the funny thing is when I send it out, the response that I get back, I was thinking, is this going to look overwhelming? Because it's just so many terms and whatever. They're like, oh, I love how detailed you are. Oh my God, I love every detail. This is so amazing. Do you have any questions? No, not at all. I'm like, yeah, because you have all your expectation levels. uh, Mm -hmm. Just list there, yours on what you expect from your client and then what they can expect from you. And I think that's what anybody wants in that perfect agreement. You know, you want it to be a win-win. So they need to understand what drives your business because you need to know what drives their love and how you're going to make it happen. So, yeah, I'm so glad. Yeah. And that was um, thing that we added during COVID um, was be, we only had one initial template. And if uh, someone wanted to update their contract, they had to mm-hmm. go to the And during COVID, obviously, people were adding these terms. And so, you know, got with development, we said, this is what we need. You know, we move it from that part of the roadmap to right now. And just because people asked us and you can now save as many different types of templates for your contracts that you want. Maybe you have a corporate contract, maybe you have something when you deal with funerals and so forth. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't have to be just, just for weddings. Yeah, I, I I love it. I also love the fact that you can actually invoice through it, that component of it. I haven't explored that quite yet. Um, I I set up my gateway and everything through, um, you know, to um, uh, uh, sp- uh, Spark already. Just haven't connected the those two pieces. That's my next uh, piece to do to kind of streamline everything. But yeah, no, I I love how easy and simple and absolutely drop that gorgeous. It all comes out. I mean, it's just, and it's so simple. Ah, anyways. Yeah. Well, you'll have to check out our integration with Stripe because it makes it super easy. It sends automated things for you. It collects the money. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, it's really kind of nice to see. That's the only uh, way that we can really see and track how the, like, our floors are doing via sales is via those Stripe. And it's been really great to see over the last month, month and a half that those sales are increasing. So we know that florists are getting back out there and back to work, which is what we're all so having prayerful. Nice. Nice. Well, 
this 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 all sounds amazing and beautiful, but let's strip a layer down. So, oh. man, <laughs> how how much sweat, tears, and all that it took to get here? This cannot. This this couldn't have possibly been easy sailing. Creating a database like that. You know, it really wasn't. I made a. Um, I, I waited for a long time, like I said before, uh, before I even ventured into it. And then I uh, just kept searching. I just kept reading books and was like, how do I even do this to move like from a florist? Where do I even start to find a development person that can listen to my ideas, take all of my wild Excel sheets and turn it into something? So um, it was a lot of research for a lot of, lot of time. Um, I would put myself out there. I would take extra Excel classes, just trying to reinvent or make my Excel do something. But I found that anybody on my team, when they would sit down to my Excel, they would break it like every single time. So I was like, (laughs) not anything that's scalable. So I really had to move out um, to a database. And I, I met with so many different development companies in Orlando. And I was shocked at the price and the bid that they gave me to build something of what I wanted. Like here, I was thinking it was simple. And this granted was like 10 years ago. Um, it was upwards of $750,000 to a million dollars just to get mm-hmm. what I was wanting. And I thought, how am I ever going to make this happen? So I just waited for some of the larger, you know, like FTD or Teleflora or all these bigger companies to find that they just never gave the wedding or event industry any attention or love. And I was just like pulling my Mm -hmm. hair out and this ticking, like, you're going to have to do this. You're going to have to do this because I knew people needed a tool. So once I got my Excel as far as I could go and granted, I was getting I was winning every contract. Anytime I sent out my wedding contract to different wedding planners that were very high end in Orlando area, they were like sending brides my way and are like, you need to have every florist using something like this because it looks so polished. We already know what your, what your intent is, that you understand the vision of the client. Um, you need to go after this. And I was just like, okay. So I, um, I started introducing myself as a, um, as a software developer when I would do my weddings. And so <laughs> as it turns out, like I would make friends with my brides and I would often get asked to attend their weddings, like after I set up the flowers and, um, it just never was like, right. Cause I never felt like a guest. Like I was always working the whole time I was there. So mm-hmm. I made these like, if you really want me to be a guest, you have to send me an invitation. I have to have a seat and I can bring a date. So it was just at this one wedding, um, I ended up meeting this gentleman who was sitting at our table and he said, well, what do you do? And I was like, well, I did all the flowers. And he said, well, I said, but I'm also a software developer. And he was like, oh, well, tell me more. So I told him this whole big idea that I had for details and what I was going to do. You know, it was a long dinner. You know, dinner's a long time. He sat here next to me and I was just like blabbing off to him. And then at the end of the day, he was like, well, I'm the international business professor at Stetson University and I'd love to help you do this. So what? Yeah. So he had me start sitting in like MBA classes. And as it turns out, I was in a group of um, MBA students and they were all like Disney sends their upper level executives to Stetson University to finish their MBA. So Disney like pays for this. So I had all these upper Disney executives that 
wrote my business plan for me and basically outlined everything I needed to do with details. And they had to spend their entire semester like dissecting like my idea. And it was oh, just my God. like experience because, you know, they were at the time building the bracelets. I don't know if you go to Disney. So these were all the people that were doing the tech for these like new bracelet things. And to have them like, I should reach out to them now and show us where we are. But so they really were that first step. But I, I realized that I had no money and I still needed to raise money. Right. So I, uh, at the introduction of this professor, um, he said, you need to go to the Florida Venture Forum. So this is a place where entrepreneurs go to pitch their ideas to all the investment um, venture capitalists in central Florida or in, in the entire state of Florida. And it was just so incredible to me to see these people get up and they're pitching for billions of dollars. Like, and you know, wow. some ideas and some of them weren't, but it was like, okay, that's what I'm going to have to do. So I started, um, pitching and, uh, and I ended up winning uh, a competition. So amazing. Yeah. And, wow. and money to get me onto that first step where we started getting customers. So, right. um, but it was a lot of weddings. I mean, up to that point, um, I, I started my business in 2003, so it wasn't until 2015 that we launched. So it was mm-hmm. 12 years of wedding, and about the last few years, it was me grinding and doing all of these extra steps beyond running that florist business to make right. the idea happen. Wow. Yeah. That was such a – luck is not the right word, you know, it, it, we all have those opportunities come our way. It's just seizing the moment in the way that that kind of worked out. You know what I mean? Being open to it. And yeah, that's, that's, that's a remarkable story. I, I love fun. it. I wanted to give up many times along the way. Um, it was funny as I was first getting into it, I actually hired an Indian development company. Um, I, I saw, a, a, you might be familiar with this. It's called Two Bright Lights. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, when I saw their initial platform, I was like, oh, they have someone that could do what I'm envisioning. So I reached out to them and they sent their uh, development company at the time, um, this company in India. And I reached out to them and I hired them right, right away. And I sent them whatever. And after I put out like a bunch of money, they sent me my first iteration. And I was like, they didn't capture the pretty. Mm-hmm. They didn't beautiful. Oh my gosh, here I've dumped all this money into this and it's like never going to meet the expectation level that I, I would be happy with. And so I ended up throwing it away and, um, restarting and I ended up hiring a developer or I'm sorry, a designer to build out every single page because I realized I needed to create the aesthetics first and then put the other side behind because it was really important to me that it look as visually pleasing to the user as um, any alternative that has been out there because most things look like DOS or this. And so you'll notice right. in our software, it, it's the imagery is like front and center. And that is very important to people right. in this field. So um, it wasn't without a lot of heartache, but after my first, um, like they call it a minimum viable product, uh, MVP, right. um, I started using this in my consultations with my clients. And I was using, I was the only beta tester at the time using mm-hmm. the software for the actual weddings. And I had a, a bride's mother. I had previously done her first daughter's wedding. And then her second daughter was getting married um, 
no, it was actually her third daughter. It was the third wedding. And she came in um, and she was like, what are you doing here? Like, what is this? What have you added since I saw you just like, and I was like, well, I've, I've built this and I am trying to bring this to market. And she's like, I'll invest. I'll invest. Oh, wow. And I was like, well, you guys have money. Like you've been so cheap. <laughs> like you actually have money. No, but um, <laughs> it's funny the way people that have like investment dollars, how they choose to spend. And like the florally things are how I've seen people trying to create a statement isn't where the family, this family's values stood. They mm-hmm. were very practical in their approach. And so I've always treated them as such, but I didn't know that they the business behind that they were involved in. Um, mm-hmm. And as it turns out, they were in the cold storage manufacturing business. So they're a small minor- minority shareholder in details as long as, and along with the initial professor that helped me get started. Like they're the only two people involved other than um, the the monies that we've won. So wow. yeah. <laughs> it's pretty amazing, I have to say. And I... <laughs> Wow. And the reason I asked this question is honestly, it's, uh, I am, I'll, I'll talk to you about it afterwards, but I have a project that I'm working on and it is, it involves database building essentially. Um, it is not, um, you know, floral software, but it's still for the industry. So I have this grand vision and the idea and all of these things. And I kept searching and searching and searching. I finally find a guy who was going to do this for me, right? This was like, a year and a half ago. And, um, I invested all this money, um, uh, not a lot, like just, just a few thousand dollars, you know, nowhere near like, you know, in hundreds or anything crazy like that. So he built this website and it's like, I, if I wasn't on podcast, I would use different choice of words, perhaps. I don't know, but you know, I had to throw it away. Bottom line, it just wasn't going to work. So putting all that time and energy and effort into it. And like, I literally like poured my heart into this and I had to throw it away. Yeah. You know, I was getting to the breaking point of just wanting to give up. And I had, I was like, God, I ha- I've got as far as I can go with this. Please give me a sign that I still need to move on. And that's when I received the email from the mother saying, I want, to, we're going to move forward with this. It, it was almost the instant that I had completely given up hope. And I asked God for that like answer. And it was like, so remarkable that it was like out of my control. Mm-hmm. Like, the only step that I could take was the, the one that was presented for me. So, wow. yeah, that's, that's pretty amazing. I, I, I am at that point right now. It's, do I give it up? Well, I found the guy who can actually do what I want him to do. It's just so darn expensive. He sent me the quote and I almost cried when I looked at the quote. I'm like, I can't do this. This is ridiculous. And I'm still debating if I want to take that leap of leap of faith and or do crowdfunding or what to do with this. But man, as you're talking, I'm like, yes, I know exactly what that feels like. And I am at that point where it's like, do I pull the plug completely and like, move away from this or do I still push forward? So I'm like, so this is kind of inspiring a little bit. So maybe I need to push forward a little more. Yeah. Well, you know, it wasn't an easy, um, the, until I won the competition, I had done many pitches before that. And I have to say, um, about a year before I got that in, 
before I ended up winning, which gave me a lot of credibility. It gave me exposure. It gave me, you know, just the Orlando area was just, they knew who Mm -hmm. I was. So that was so exciting, but I got really beat down in some of these different pitches that this is a horrible idea and who would ever want to invest in flowers. And like, Mm. at the time that I was like, wow, I really am fighting for the industry here because this is a a needed tool. And um, it it, it just felt like I was really against uh, me against the world. And so, and, you know, the floral industry people also didn't really pay attention, you know, to, to little old me, Flores from Daytona Beach, you know, so it's, it's, it's very exciting that we've come so far. And I truly believe that florists are the backbone of the industry and every other person in the supply chain depends on us to make those sales for them. I, I was going to say, we're the, we're the front and center doing a sale, you know what I mean? Oh, we're, we're army men. We're, our armies are out there, you know? Right. And the, the truth is, um, I, I feel like I feel like this disconnect actually is getting somewhat repaired or maybe the the gap between, you know, the grower to the wholesaler to the florist and, you know, throughout this uh, supply chain. And I'm talking like B2B specifically within our industry, right? Um, I feel like it's getting um, less broken if, if this, I don't even know how to put this in the kind of eloquent kind of way, but I just feel like it was kind of like every group for themselves type of thing. You know, the wholesalers look after wholesalers and that's what they did. Growers look after themselves and that's what they did. And florists did, you know, same thing. I just feel like there's a lot of collaborations that I'm seeing nowadays between, you know, local growers and wholesalers or growers and florists. And it, it makes me so happy to see this because I agree florists are front and center, we are the ones who are selling this to the ultimate client, especially in the wedding industry, right? Especially in a wedding industry, because at the end of the day, they're not going to buy a product. They're going to buy the person and they're going to buy the feeling and they're going to buy all of those things, right? They're not going to buy from me because I'm selling flowers and they need flowers. They're going to buy from me because they're going to trust me and they're going to like me and they're going to like my vision and how we connect it. That that's that the relationship is what they're going to invest in. So we're going to do this. But then if I then as a florist come back with unrealistic expectations to my grower or the wholesalers and things like that, you know, there, there was such a big disconnect in the past. It seems like it's getting less, which again, makes me really happy. I want to go back to your detail software. One of the things that I like about it also is the, you know, the vendor resources that you have there and also how it kind of takes in consideration a bit of that availability. You know, perhaps this variety is not available. You know, yes, you can sell this wedding maybe, but if you can't get the product, yeah, what on earth are you selling? So it's just kind of... I feel like that data is so like king and um, we're really trying to make our product very transparent, but we're, we're about to start giving people the opportunity to look into their own al- analytics of what products they're selling, but then also their region, they might want to say, Hey, what is everybody using in October at this time? And actually see from a market standpoint, from everybody within the network, how they should compete on those prices or where their margins should be. In addition, like how should they pay their designers to be Mm -hmm. competitive and make sure that their business stays afloat. So we want to equip florists to be able to stay in business so that they're not, um, 
the forgotten person when it comes to these supermarkets really getting and invading in our space. And I feel like that has like been a huge um, detriment, you know, to the local artisan and, and that craft. Mm-hmm. So, and that kind of squeezes out the wholesalers and other people too. So I feel like um, I really want to help give florists the opportunity to earn those business and keep them strong because mm-hmm. it all supports the rest of the people that we all depend on to get product quickly. Like if right. our wholesalers all got eliminated because we all start buying, you know, directly from the farm, um, all those last minute orders would not be as easy uh, to, yeah. to yeah. create. So like we need to keep those, understand the importance of the cold storage chain. So it's a lot of education, but a lot of um, people don't think of all these other things that happen from the choices they make, like when they're, mm-hmm. they're so we like to align ourselves with the people that have their eyes set on what's best for the industry and really have these larger discussions about how our influence can make changes for better mm-hmm. to make us all stronger and have more product to choose from, you know? Right. So. No, I, I agree. I, I mean, I personally, I love the wholesaler that I work with. I can physically literally walk in and they're not the cheapest wholesaler out there that you can get flowers from. But the thing I know is this, that yes, I can maybe order farm direct, you know, like X amount of whatever, this, that, the other. A, I don't like putting all my eggs in one basket, honestly. Yeah. I really don't. Yeah. Because I had my stuff held up at customs before. <laughs> so, you know, because they found some minuscule bog in one of the things. I don't know. It was like a little spider, perhaps. I have no idea. Yeah. But the bottom line is the product didn't come. Yeah. the way it was supposed to. So I had to like try to make things happen, right? So the fact that I can walk into a wholesaler, have a maybe not a specific product in mind, but mm-hmm. a color scheme in mind, and I know I can make an event out of that, you know, is everything to me. And then there are the local floor or the small little farms that, you know, the mom and pop shop kind of farms that I love visiting those, Yeah, but they don't always have everything. So as much as I can, I'll get from them. I'll get the wholesalers. I I love buying from all of them. And to me, I personally, I can honestly say I have really good relationship with all of them and I kind of love them all. I don't think one replaces the other. Um, I think there's a fine happy medium if there if there's a, such a thing and honestly depends on what time of the season it is like in january none of my local farms are going to give me flowers there's right. just not right so yeah. i still need that whole thing i love around but the covid um situation has really you know made it all a lot tighter and i feel like we're going to see um there's already been some some farms and so forth that have closed their doors so i feel like people are going to have to look for new sources um, we're introducing a new feature, which I don't know if you saw in our, our newsletter that just went out, but um, uh, a Dutch by details. So it's like mm-hmm. a direct ordering um, right through a, a password that we give you with one of our partners that just wants to test and see how florists like the opportunity if they're in some some market that doesn't really have a great wholesale listing, that would be a perfect complement to their business. But I always say like, even when I had my everyday, I knew where I was going to buy things from. It was always nice to send a little love in the way of my dollars to other people who were doing uh, providing a good service. So it's mm-hmm. like spread out that love. And oh, absolutely, um, yeah. But we found that a lot of wholesalers are really not up to par on the tech side, and they're still taking orders by like phone or just like email. So like we've tried to automate that and have really pulled back from going aggressively um, 
after them, but um, are more working with just the wholesalers that hear about us and are ready to take the plunge in tech to the next next stage because we can't force feed these this this group of people like they're just no ways. So, I totally understand. Yeah, I wish my local wholesaler was actually in details, honestly, because they're. Um, their range of product is enormous, honestly, and they literally can get everything and anything. But, um, you know, again, I mean, I don't know, hopefully in the future, maybe, you know, but, um, that would be so amazing. But, but like you said, I mean, they have to kind of get on board with this. It's not really probably going to be the other way around. Um, but if, boy, if they do, you know, honestly, I feel like it'll make things so much simpler and easier. Like me personally, as a florist, yeah. you know, and I'm not the only person. And honestly, however many florists that are out there, and there are not millions of wholesalers in U.S., let's face it. There are a few giant ones out there that have a few locations or a few states or whatever. And almost every state or a tri-state areas kind of have like a few big ones that sort of supply. So I don't think those numbers are astronomical. At least I don't, it doesn't seem that way. Um but yeah, I, I feel like it's not an impossible task, but man, that's a lot of work for you guys. But what would it take for the wholesaler? Let's say a wholesaler is interested in being part of details as a listed vendors with their product availability and such. Like how would that process work? What would that look like? Well, so we're really interested in building out our catalogs with products that is actually linked back to either the breeder or the grower. Um, mm-hmm. because we want to know when that product is sourced and from who. So like we have a partnership with Ball SB, um, mm-hmm. or Ball and they're a breeder and they create products. And so then they sell their seeds to growers throughout the world. And so it's just really interesting to see how people are using their products. And it also helps because if people are wanting to use, say, um, an anemone, for example, uh, during like a January or an off season, if they see that there's a high trending report on that, then they can actually encourage growers in other parts of the world to plant these products so that there can be more of that mm. availability. So it all comes in like working together. And so um, wholesalers, if they're interested in having a buy now button on our site is really easy. There's just an, a small annual fee. Um, and uh, basically we'll add them right there on that. There's just some terms and agreements, like things that people are like, and then it's also, we've made it really simple. I mean, it's not, it's not brain science or anything like that brain surgery, but, um, sometimes they're just so intimidated just like you, cause they think it's like super complicated, but, um, it's actually not. So our florist can send, um, purchase orders to multiple wholesalers for one event. Mm-hmm. Maybe you want to get a a price from a few different people. Um, or maybe you want to say, Hey, this is the price I need per stem on this. Otherwise I'm not, not going to break it. Like you can actually tell them what you want. And so whatever the negotiation is on that side, we, we step away and you guys mm-hmm. kind of do your own, but, um, it's just an easy buy now button. So, and then we have a partnership with accent decor where all of their products are, are in our site and you can pull up any of their, uh, it's pretty much the relevant wedding items. Mm -hmm. You can actually click on an item and see how many they have in stock. So um, it's great to know if you're going to sell a vase, but how many times have you sold something? And then when you call accent decor, it's like out of stock. So it's like before you even set that thought in your customer's head, Mm -hmm. it's, 
it's horrible to say, well, they had their heart set on that one. And it's like, well, if I wish I would often be, because I had <laughs> instant, instant know-how without having to call or, or, you know, take that time. You could just immediately open your details, click on the product and see, okay, yes, that's good to go. So um, right. I'm really, really proud about that. That was like a big, a big moment for me because I feel like they're such an integral um, partner for florists in the industry. And it would be a lifesaver for me in the planning process. If I could see, you know, I need a gold vase. Okay. I love, I would, I would love to add that to my inventory because I know I can rent it over and over again. Good. My client agrees. Perfect. It's, it's done. And I have new stock. So, um, that just seems like magic, but we want to make, make those right arrangements with, uh, people who have great products, like, Alexandra Farms, like who does mm-hmm. not love their garden roses? Oh my God. Often yes. Misnamed what you thought was like a, um, you know, a Juliet, but really it was, it was something else, you know, or right. people ask Pinterest or on Facebook, do you know what flower this is? It's like, you have their whole catalog right there with what the name is. And then they also get, um, uh, as a, as a partner with us, they get to see how their products are trending too, to see, like what are performing really well, which is such valuable, crucial data for them. Mm-hmm. To know. Yeah. I, I, I need to pull out all that plant because no one is wanting to use it and they don't really know if it's going to be highly desired till it's cut at this point. So we feel like we offer a lot of insights into mm-hmm. the buying habits or the future sales of flowers. Right. That's such a good point, actually. Yes. I, I never, I never really thought about it from that perspective. So as a, as a vendor who has product for florists, right? Whether are Max and Decor or Alexander Farm, I'm Oasis, I'm whatever. I feel like if for nothing else, for that market research purposes, I feel like it's important. I mean, that's like people pay a lot of money to get that kind of market research. So yeah. Yeah. They do. Um, I, every year since I started this, I just wanted to really figure out how I can learn as much. And if anybody wants to attend, they can, but SAF hosts this event every year in DC where we go and we lobby, um, to Congress on behalf of the industry. And I've learned so much from this, but the US, uh, we pay the USDA quite a bit of money every year to get that information. Um, uh, so it's, it's, it's really interesting when you see all the dollars that are tied back to getting that kind of information that exists if we all just kind of work together to to create it. Right. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. Well, I want to I want to segue a little bit from here. Okay. You said you said brain surgery and that's where it just brought me to it. We all yeah. watched your journey. Like when I first saw the first thing about it, I was like, wait, what? No. I scrolled back yeah. in your Instagram feed and I'm like, oh my God, what, what just happened? And then, and then of course it was like, I watched your journey and I'm sure I wasn't the only person. My heart went out. I'm like, oh my God. And yeah, we all lived through this with you, but how, how quick this whole thing was, how did this change your life. And I'm sure it did. I mean, talk to us a little bit about that if you want. And if you don't, we'll move right on. 
Yeah. Well, you know, um, I, I, my father was very ill growing up. So I had the experience of having like a traumatic, I guess, childhood from having like a parent that, um, was disabled. He had multiple sclerosis. So for me, I was always worried about getting some type of illness, um, my entire life. And back in May, uh, of last year, I started having seizures. And so I thought for sure that it was, I was going to be diagnosed with like multiple sclerosis, the same as my father. And it was really something that I was avoiding. And I had a seizure every month leading up to September. And it would only last for a bit of a, you know, a short, like 40 seconds, but I couldn't talk. And I would start stuttering uncontrollably. And I, could breathe and I could, um, move, but there was so much fear in my eyes because I did not know why I was making these like involuntary noises. And it was really quite scary for my husband too, who witnessed each episode. Um, so I was actually at SAF, uh, this year, which is the society of American florist national convention. Um, when I had a last one and I was just hanging out on the beach and I was like, I need to find out what's going on with me. Like, I, I can't live in fear of the diagnosis. I need to right. face it on. So I uh, made some calls and just met with my, um, I met with a PA actually, I couldn't get my doctor, but she seemed concerned. And so she sent me immediately for a CT scan. Um, and other people thought like my electrolytes were off because I had lost a lot of weight and I just, you know, did not want to stop my diet that has been working so successfully for me and all my yoga that I was doing. They're like, stop the hot yoga. It's causing you seizures. And I was like, I love the hot yoga. I will not. Right. Stop. But, um, when I went for the CT scan, they called me an hour later and they were like, you have a five centimeter tumor on your brain. And, um, we don't know if it's cancerous, but you need to go for an MRI. So it started down this whole thing. And, um, it just was like, I dropped to my knees and just started like sobbing because I just thought it was like a death sentence. Like, you mm-hmm. know, you hear about people that have brain cancer um, and they just, they don't do well. So okay. I just started reading a lot of things about like Maria Menunos and um, yeah, Kelly um, that just went with the, the Detroit lions. I don't know if you followed her story or not, but mm-hmm. it, it was just um, a lot of people that just kind of are like, you can make it through this. But right. we uh, had some great connections with the Mayo Clinic and I was able to get in there and, you know, they wanted to operate right away, but it was also in the high season of like our trade shows and events and speaking engagements. And I just didn't see how I could withdraw from any of that. And so I was like, can we postpone this, you know, at all? Like, or can we just do it like <laughs> in a couple of weeks? Like, and they were like, okay. So they let me go to Vegas and that's where I had like my wedding MBA conference, which is a really a great conference for us. We meet lots of people there and, uh, it was, it was like people would choke up when they would come meet me and like say like, like they were saying goodbye to me for like the last time. And so it was oh really emotional experience, but it was like weird for other people too. So I was just very okay with it. Like I enjoyed that trip. Like it was, you know, the last time I was ever going to dance with my husband in the, in the courtyard of the Bellagio amongst all the flowers, like things we probably would have never done, but Mm. we took the time to do it. And like, we really like savored every moment as if it was 
it was the last one because I don't know. So I cried the whole way home from the wedding NBA. You're gonna make me cry now. <laughs> but like I just oh. did not know it was gonna happen and um everything just kept getting better. Like when I got back, I had been um assigned a second neurosurgeon and um is this most remarkable man who has like a movie coming out about him from Disney and Brad Pitt's production company, Plan B, Dr. Um, Keonis. Um, and he was a an immigrant who jumped the fence in Mexico and became a neurosurgeon. But his whole story is just so mind-blowing. So the day before my surgery, I like read his entire book. And I literally knew my like life was in his hands, but I knew that I would like I would get through it. But I I really thought that it was an opportunity to like face something head on and just be a positive light the best I could, because I think that that energy just really, really prepared me to deal with some craziness. And, um, and I've since been, been a mentor to people that are going through this. And I have to say that your attitude about like your situation or what you're conflicted with makes whether you come out of it okay on the other side. Like I've seen people have such like bad attitudes about what was going to happen to them. And there was, there's no, there's, there's nothing that you can do to avoid it. So you just kind of have to accept it mm-hmm. and be like prayerful hopeful, and have like goodness on it because you know, right. it's, it makes all the difference. So, and it was, it was nice to see that I, I had a positive effect. I like, I didn't even know where it came from, but I felt like I needed to be a, um, a light and just share with people like who goes through this. Well, if this is the last thing, like I want these memories or to be honest, I didn't know if once they, um, cut into my skull and they messed around with my brain, if I would even remember who I was. So like, that was a big fear. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm, sorry. I'm so happy. I want to cry. I'm, oh, like, I'm so happy you're I'm, okay. When I woke up, I was just like, so happy to be alive. I cannot even tell you. Like it was, it was the best feeling because it's like you get more time, you know? So yes. that was good. Okay. I'm, uh, <laughs> you're a good Oprah. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. You know why? Because your journey wasn't over. No. Your, your mission isn't over, right? Well, Oh, oh my God, I have goosebumps. I'm about to cry along with you. This is, ah, I'm, yeah, I, I'm telling you, I, I watched the journey along with you. And yes, I, I, I cried when I read the first thing. I'm like, wait, what? No, I don't even know you. (laughs) This is not okay. You know, this was at the time. I'm like, oh man. But it, uh, A, I'm so happy that you're here right now. doing what you're doing. I really am. And I so agree with you. Attitude, man, it's, it's everything. It doesn't matter what's, what it, what it's in, right? Whether it's about your health or your business, your personal life. It's, it's, yeah, I think attitude has a lot to do. Um, one of my ultimate favorite quotes is Henry Ford's, whether you think you can or not, you're probably right. It's just is right. Yeah you, yeah, you you sort of yeah. Now a lot of things are out of your control sometimes, but but even then, it's how you then 
you know, you can't control the things that are done to you, but you can definitely control how you're going to react to them and what you're going to do with them at the end. So yeah, I'm, I'm happy to see that. And um, why doesn't it surprise me that you are a mentor to, you know, other people? And that's, that's really rewarding and refreshing and nice to hear actually that, you know, that, that now you're there, sort of that kind of a, I don't know, a light to guide some people through the experience that you went through. So, you know, I think it's beautiful. Thank you. You know, it was a lot of healing um, for me, especially because I felt like, you know, my father passed away 10 years ago, which was really hard experience. He ended Mm -hmm. up my tumor afterwards. um, My father lost his speech. Um, Mm -hmm. So 15 years of his life, he communicated via blinking, which was really like a a painful experience to go through to wonder what someone is thinking and they can't say Mm -hmm. it like they just stuck. And, um, when they removed my tumor, it was connected to my verbal, um, and communication skills as well as my, um, ability to walk. And those were exactly the things that my father, um, was afflicted with. So I felt in very much many ways that in my healing, I also kind of healed him too, because my dream was always that, he would, he would have, you know, so it it was like, it's very poetic and I, that's the way that I've interpreted it, but it's, it all goes back to my dad. And, um, he was a, a a big farmer and in the floral industry. So this, this is really all of details is homage to, to him and kind of continuing his life works. Wow. Okay. Oh my God. (laughs) No, it's it's, um, it's, it's poetic. It's spiritual. It's beautiful. It is healing and it is important. It is. So like I said, your journey isn't over. Your mission isn't over. So I'm, I'm, I cannot wait to see, where all of this is going to progress to. So like, what's next for you? What's next for details and for you specifically? Oh, you know, it's, I feel like there's, um, we're just getting started. Like it's Mm -hmm. been a long journey, but every, every day I come to work, I'm like faced with so many new challenges that, um, I mean, just kind of weaving our way through this whole COVID experience of like every business owner has been a huge challenge because it mm-hmm. definitely was like a course correction from where we were going at the beginning of the right. year, you know, and having come off of just this high of like surviving something that was like going to kill me to be like, well, like, what is all this? Like, what, what is this? <laughs> we're all living through. So, um, I, you know, we have big plans. We, um, have some interesting, uh, relationships and partnerships that are in discussion that I think will be very useful for florists to continue to fall at such a high, uh, a high degree of professionalism. And that's really the way we want to impact our, our business owners. And we're learning a lot too. Like I've learned so much about cash flow and just building mm-hmm. Other parts of the business, or just digging into like important things like IRAs and, um, you know, other things that as a working florist, I never had time to put in the due diligence to understand like those things. But I want to put all those tools together as resources for people now, so that they right. can they can find the same success that we're finding because it's all about consistency and mm-hmm. accountability, uh, and much like much like anything and putting in the effort and the time and the love. So 
Right. Um, yeah, I feel really, but I, I want to make sure we're working with the right people who um, conduct themselves to the highest ethics and standards. Like I've really held everything we've done here, I think to a higher standard because I realize a lot of people are depending on, on me, especially to get it right. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty amazing. Well, I, I wish you well. I really want you to succeed in doing what you're doing. Cause I think um, at the end of the day, if you succeed as part of the industry, us as the industry as a whole succeed together, right? It's just, we're kind of this weird team, all of us together, right? So we all work together. Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, I, I, oh, it makes me so happy to see whether it's a florist or a farmer or whatever to, to do amazing things and progress. I love seeing progression. I mean, that's, the growth is what I'm looking for, you know, and if you're not growing, you're dying. It's just this. So yes, it makes me so happy to see people kind of continuously pushing the envelope, you know, striving for the next level, whatever that is, you know? So yes, higher standards for sure. I'm telling you, my contracts look like million bucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Every time I send one out, I'm like, I literally, I'm like, oh yeah. Yes, that just happened. This is amazing. Like I, I tell you, it just I'm like oh, and the ease, the ease of working with it. Oh my god. Yeah. Well, you know, and that's something where I think that there can be like a lot of uh, cross pollination between even sharing different designs and recipes. So I think that's definitely on the future for details is to get more community. Oh, I love that. Like um, having a, a resource that you can pull from different designs or ideas based on um, what people want to, you know, put into the mix. You know, they they have to choose to participate. But um, I think that, that will be a, really a nice thing for people to to benefit from. And um, you know, a lot of people might not know when you start with details, we never raise your rate on you. Like we have never raised a rate. Um, from our earliest adopters, they are still paying the really the low thing that was just like whatever we could just to get it into like we were practically giving it away. But it all right. that feedback has been super helpful. And, you know, really just trying to steer our way through um, providing enough support that we can build this the way that it needs to be without being unaffordable. So you can't take the plunge. Like it's mm -hmm. a very low barrier to entry for most of our florists and all the benefits. But um I feel like that's really like a nice thing to know about, about us. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Actually, that, that would be an amazing thing to cross pollinate. Like you said, um, to sort of not necessarily see everybody's every recipe type of thing, but perhaps whatever people want to kind of toss in there as a, this big bank of ideas and slash already tested market tested recipes per se. Right. I mean, so I think, I think that's actually fantastic. So yeah, no, I, I love that. Cause I mean, let's face it. None of us really want to make the same thing over and over and over again. You know, it's the same thing over and over again. You try to make some, some variations. Some people tell the same thing over again, but like, you know, Oh, see, I can't create the same thing twice, but, um, I, I, but I don't, I don't either. Yeah. There's all different types. What we found is like, when we, we thought everybody thought exactly like me, but then we've come to find out, no, people don't think like that at all. They want it like this. So we had to make it flexible to allow for anybody to do it any way they want. But yeah, right. 
that's so many different ways to run your business. Um, definitely think some things work better than others, but yeah. 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 This was, this was fun, Corinne. Thank this you. Was, was great. I, I really, I really enjoy chatting with you. This yeah. was really good. Thank you. And really thank you for your time. But before we part ways, so we'll have all of the information in the show notes for those who don't know how to get a hold of you. I'll be shocked, but you know, if they don't, Hey, there you go. It'll be in the show notes. They will now. And you also have a special that you're offering, right? For the listeners. And we'll have all of those details in there as well. But is there any other parting words for our lovely florist? Ooh, I would just say, um, if you, you know, if you think you can do it, you probably can. So don't be afraid to like go after whatever sets your heart on fire and, you know, truly let, I've said this before, but let your yeses mean yes and your noes mean no. And if you don't feel like you should be involved in it, you probably shouldn't. And if you Mm -hmm. just walk away from it, you need to go all in because it really, it might take a while, but you'll, you'll definitely see that dream come to pass. And I'm living proof of that. So there you go. Yeah. Thank you. So great. (laughs) Thank you so much. I, I would love to chat with you like somewhere like a year down the road and talk about all of the new fun things that details has kind of grown into. And I'm pretty sure I'll be part of it even then. Um, like I said, um, and for the record, she did not pay me to say these things, nor knew I was going to say these things. I didn't know I was going to say these things, but this is the reality. I really, I signed up and I procrastinated and procrastinated and procrastinated. (laughs) Finally, I worked on it. And I'm like, this is not difficult at all. My goodness. And it's, and it gets easier with every single, you know, next contract. I mean, it's just, yeah, I would highly recommend it, honestly. Um, and I can say this from my own personal experience for sure. So thanks again. Thank you. You're so, you're so kind. And I'm just so happy to have you a part of it. And honestly, it's, it's, it's a dream come true for me to hear you say that. So that, that keeps me moving forward to do more. Yes. That's all I need is a little love. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got it all. Here we go. All right, Corrine. Well, stay well and hope to chat with you soon. All right. Until next time. <laughs> Bye. All right, guys. Well, that was it. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. I hope it encouraged you, maybe inspired you in some shape or form to still look at the bright side on everything to keep pushing despite any kind of hardship that may come your way I mean listening to Corrine's story you know her process and the length of time it took to create the software which again I'm gonna say it again it is amazing you should check it out but also you know listening to her story of battling through brain cancer and you know, coming on the other side stronger than ever. It is very inspiring. I really hope you follow up. I really hope you guys check her software. But um, that's kind of it, you guys. Make sure to shoot me DM if you have any other guests that you would love to listen to. I'm all ears. Any suggestions, I'm all ears. And please do me a favor. Get on iTunes and leave us a review because that is literally the only way we can up our rankings and reach more people. And if you did like this episode and you feel like you have a friend that could benefit from it, be sure to click the share button at the bottom and you can text it to your friends, email it, and share it on your social media. Tell me what you think. Bye.
Well, it's a wrap. Thank you everyone for listening, for tuning in to Viva La Flora Live podcast. We'll see you next week.